Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What it is. Welcome back to Kings of the Village. The last episode of 2021. I'm Stefan. I have a special guest with me. I am so delighted to have him here. In fact, that I could not sleep all last night. And I've been farting most of the day. You know, when I get nervous, I fart. We have back for a very, very special time. Social media marketer. Nellie T is here with us on our last episode. Nellie, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am perfect. You know, we're having Nelson here today because um, he is an icon living. In the world of social media, he gets it right. He gets it first. Um, and he breaks it down. He makes us have a clear understanding of how Hollywood and the media and television works. He has a true insight like no other. And I couldn't be more excited to have you on the show today. As you know, as many of us know, unless you were in the hospital near death or under a rock or you just don't have television or you just don't like black people, an end of an era has come in the form of Insecure. After five years, Issa Rae decided to end the character of Issa D on HBO's hit groundbreaking series, Insecure. Today, we're going to break down what the show meant to us, the lasting long impact of what the show meant to Hollywood and the black narrative of love and the long lasting relationship. You might remember this journey. After five years of watching main characters like Issa D and Molly face their insecurities while navigating through uncomfortable situations in, the, in their careers, relationships, and of course, family life, the two women, two dark-skinned brown women, navigated life itself. And we were there to watch it every Sunday night on HBO. They overcome their past and ripped in their uh, the rip they had in their friendship. Um, they ended the series, though, however, as best friends, just like the show started. This time, however, they were solid in their careers at the end of the show, and they had found love in their respective partners. Issa followed her heart and chose um, her longtime love, which I didn't agree with, Lawrence. And Molly found a forever love from her law firm, who the guy became a partner, and her co-worker, and now her husband. That's where the show ended. And as Nelson and I both agree, as we begin this journey to end this show, the real love story, out of all the shit we've seen, out of all the mess, out of all the men that those ladies dated, the real true love story was Issa and Molly. We're going to break it down. Nellie, we'll begin with you. What were your thoughts and some of your takeaways of what you've seen in that last episode, and then I want us to navigate on what the show 
what was the impact of the show on you personally, but what was the long lasting impact of the show on black people, on black women, and on Hollywood? But first, your thoughts on the last episode. Um, I really enjoyed the last episode. Um, if I'm giving my unfiltered opinion regarding the last season, it probably wasn't the best um, in relation to the previous four. But I definitely think by the time the show wrapped up, um, it gave a full picture as to what I think a lot of audiences were looking for for both characters, Molly and Issa, um, and how they ended up. It was slightly predictable once you kind of saw the beginning of the episode. But um, I think, uh, for me, I enjoyed it because it got to wrap up the way I would have liked to have seen the show that I was a fan of for five years wrap up that way. Listen, I, I couldn't agree more. I think the, the the journey, you know, watching that last episode from start to finish, kind of talked about it um, because it, for those who don't know, um, the, the show started from the uh, misadventures of the awkward black girl on YouTube some ten years ago. In fact, Nelson, I watched it last night. One of the episodes, I'm like, damn, this show was like ridiculous. Now it wasn't, of course, beautifully done, right? You know, she had her little cell phone, but man, the the content of it all was definitely groundbreaking. And before I get into what I was going to say, I do want to just make sure, and and, and you're going to hear a few clips that we have for you in an interview that she had from CBS and Gail King. It doesn't matter where you start at, just start. Nobody can ever see or read a piece that's never been released. And I don't think it's too late for that young black boy, young black girl, new talent to start writing and producing content immediately. Issa Rae had no true direction, but she knew she wanted to get something out there to, to show who she was, the characteristics of this awkward black girl. And, and look where it ended up and look where it got her today. Right. So about the last show for me, Nelson, um, wasn't quite sure that um, Issa would have a, a finished product of herself, of her character. I knew Molly would find love. I thought that. I thought the other characters, Tiffany and all the other crew, would you know go off and do their thing. But I d wasn't sure that um, she was going to leave us with finished business. And she kind of didn't because they weren't like absolutely married. I think they had a ring on. If, if I'm wrong, correct me. Uh, looked like, you know, they moved in together. They had this thing. They were talking to Lawrence's kid and getting ice cream and celebrating birthdays, which we'll get to in the meaning of that. But it, it seems like Issa went on this journey and she cleaned up her life. But I wasn't quite sure if her relationship and love life was all wrapped up and tied up in a bow like Molly was. But it seems like, you know, with the block um, and getting her business off the ground, she had made the decision to move in with the love of her life. Um, and she finished there. But it seems like everything was good and in working order, but her love life was still not quite wrapped up like she finished molly like okay they got a marriage they went off to morocco or whatever they did but you know me and lawrence is going to rock it out and just live together but i did like the ending that she did finish out her life she got her shit together at the end and i was i was very happy to see that but i do like how she tied up the relationship of molly and Issa, which was the most important relationship 
of all. I, I did appreciate that. I did enjoy that. I got a little teary-eyed because that was that authentic, true love. A relationship, you in there because you want this man, you want and all this whatever, but that true friendship um, will stand forever, in my opinion. Your thoughts? Um, well, I think that she wrapped up both her personal, romantic, and mm-hmm. career journey very well because I think, for one, her relationship, she didn't have to choose Lawrence. But I think, in a way, it was symbolic of her insecurities throughout the five seasons we, we've been watching her go up and down with this relationship and the back and forth that she decided to actually take a chance on what she knew would be her happy place yeah. with him. Um, and I thought that that was a good way of wrapping it up. And she was, I believe, engaged at the end of the episode because you do see kind of a glimpse of the ring on her finger um, before she walks away from the mirror. I thought the scene, of course, in the mirror in that moment was also kind of symbolic or indicative of her embracing those insecurities. Like we didn't see a conversation with her and the mirror bitch, as they call her on the show. Um, She just seemed to be like gradually self acceptance of self throughout that time. And you see, she kind of smiles and then Molly calls her, which is of course another um, relationship on the show. As you said, probably the most important one was their friendship throughout the show. And, I like how it ended that way because it shows that we kind of caught these characters in like a a, a glimpse of time, like a, a moment in time throughout these five years. And so there was a life before we knew them and there will be this life after we leave them. And so I like how they, she picked up the phone. She had a conversation with Molly while Molly was, I believe on her honeymoon and she walked away from the camera and is continuing that conversation and she's continuing her life as she is getting ready to go out to celebrate her birthday with Lawrence. Um, and so it just looked like, you know, for, for these, what would seem to be like uh, not brief five years, but not so brief five years. Cause it was a very, it was a lot for the audience to go through to watch these characters. But I think um, I enjoyed that. It looked like we just kind of got to, you know, walk with them. Um, throughout all of their ups and downs and their their highs, lows, their tribulations, their triumphs. Um, and so that to me was the most satisfying part was that it just got to see them go through life and see that there's another life beyond what we will be able to see for these characters. Yeah, I just, I really agree 100%. I just really agree, agree um, enjoyed the genuine friendship and, and the vibe uh, they have. It, w- it would make me feel hopeful I do like um, how the show took us through the journey, and, and, and Twitter really took to this, especially black shirt Twitter. It, it gave young people who are in their 20s um, hope on how to navigate into their 30s. I think she took the, us um, on a journey of that, on self-discovery, especially people in that age group, yours specifically, and younger of, you know what, my 20s is, is messy, it's crazy, it's self-discoverable, I'm trying to figure things out, I'm poor. But in your 30s, it seems like you start wrapping it up. You're not, maybe, you, maybe you're not going to quite end it on a perfect note, but you're kind of starting to figure it out. You kind of understand why credit is important. Maybe I have, I'm close to finding the man of, or woman of my dreams, or 
If you don't, I kind of understand what I want or what the the end result or the goal of a relationship. And I'm not just talking about a relationship with an intimate relationship. I'm talking about a friendship because I think that is important to understand the two um, and, and one in the same almost at the same time because you do have to understand what you want out of a friendship. And I think Molly and Issa sure uh, figured that out because you, some may remember, I believe it was season four, the one before this one, where they weren't speaking the first, what, five or six episodes. They had fallen out because they were just tired of each other's shit or just couldn't figure it out. And that sometimes happens. And I think the show has shown us, and many other shows possibly, but this one in particular, Nelson, has shown us that we can circle back around and figure this shit out if it's real, if it's really there. Um, Agreed. I definitely think that the the positioning of the characters in certain their certain age group was definitely a highlight of showing that I think normally in your 20s you kind of have this more free more liberated um, look on life lease on life if you will you kind of do what you want to do when you want to do it and you get all the excuses made for you when you do make mistakes or when you do mess up or when you do, you know, I don't know, maybe go to jail for indecent exposure at 2 a.m. Um, they're like, oh, he's 24. It'll be fine. But um, I think when you turn the corner on your 30s in that next decade, it is um, incumbent on you due to societal norm and standards to kind of have your life together, quote unquote, if you will or at least to start making plans to be, you know, more of a responsible adult or to reach societal milestones like marriage or kids or promotions um, or adult jobs. Um, um, And I think that watching black and brown women, dark-skinned women, more specifically Issa, but really Molly in another facet, because Molly had a career. Molly had Molly was a lawyer and she was successful in part of that life for her, but in her personal life, she was a disaster. And I think Molly, I think um, Issa's life from both career and personal life both mirrored each other because they were both parallels of disaster. And I think those being two points for each character were very relatable to a lot of the audience because a lot of people don't have their stuff together by 30, their early 30s, if not by, you know, their late 20s. They don't know what they want really out of life. They are, you know, still floundering throughout the world based off of, you know, a country that isn't allowing for their success, especially for Black people and Black women, um, to be made easily. And so once you don't have yourself figured out as a creative, um, as a whole person, this show kind of, um, I think the show kind of get a glimpse into it. It kind of opened the door a little bit for those type of people who, you know, see themselves as just not really being there yet, but working towards there. And so that's kind of what I liked about it because it was very relatable from uh, from myself to a lot of people I know. No one has their stuff together, mm-hmm. and I think for me that that was the most um, um, 
I don't know if you've the most compelling part to me about the show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow. That's deep. In an interview, she talked about that she she's just really relieved to have the show out there and that she was able to end the show on her own terms and tell her story that they wanted to tell. And she says, I hope people will appreciate where these characters ended up. And um, she quotes, I know that there is more reflecting of a new beginning of them, which is the approach we wanted to take in the finale versus where they ended up being. I think it was for me, it was as I alluded to uh, before, um, it was a great approach. It's like this is the beginning kind of of the end, but this is the start of their life. So uh, this all this time watching this, we wanted to know where these characters would end. But in fact, she left us. This is the start of their new life, like Molly getting married and she moving in with Lauren. So you, we talked a little bit about at the start of the show. I want to get in a little bit off the show. We might be, we might go back and forth, but I want to talk about the personal awareness of this show and and i am pretty sure nelson and you might agree that this was a personal awareness of an all-black show all written produced um owned directed and operated by a, a black female only second to wanda sykes who did it right so it's not a lot of that going on in hollywood that women are getting the opportunity especially women of a darker hue to own operate and create a show executive produce it um and like i said second to wanda sykes two questions for you why did it take so long to get here um one um and and maybe even how did we get here or maybe it was this time by default but what was the significance of brown skin girls leading a prime time show on a major network um the answer to your question number one is progress is always slow and two, I think that the significance of it is to be on a network like HBO is kind of like being that girl. Like HBO is HBO. HBO is the hub for kind of groundbreaking, controversial, um, provocative storytelling. And I definitely think that they pride themselves off of that. And so to be a a black woman, a dark-skinned woman, who is telling the humanity of other dark-skinned black women and black people in general in spaces, in opportunities, in scenes, in roles, and scenarios that are rooted in humanity and in real life and in authenticity um, not being in the 
like dead center of Hollywood, but really in the left corner of like Lemaire Park or Hyde Park or the Dunes, um, is very significant because those opportunities are not coming out of the sky. Those roles are not happening for a lot of people. Um, those shows are not given out every single day. And so for this show to have happened when it happened, definitely throughout the, throughout the time that it happened, um, to me, is so significant. It's, it's, it's otherworldly significant. And the fact that she was able to use the Black experience, um, Black communities, um, Black entertainment workers, so like set design and costume design and, and makeup artists and hairstylists um, from the top to the bottom was a helping hand from the next level up. And, and she was able to bring so many people on, so many people, um, opportunities were given because she was who she was and doing what she was doing. I think holds such another level of weight and power to the show um, that should be appreciated. And I think it has been because we may, we hope to see something like this again. And so we want to be able to highlight what was best about it and hope other people can take note of it. Agreed. Take a listen to what she told Gail King on CBS about opportunity. That deal in particular, woo. I think for me, it just means like I have an opportunity to bet on myself and someone is betting on me. Ray also bet on Insecure's cast and crew. Look at the lives you've changed. Your showrunner, your executive producer, you, Yvonne Orji. So many people, this was their first mm. of doing anything like this on this level. Do you marvel at that? We changed each other's lives, you know? Um, so in that way, I'm just appreciative to have grown with them and to be in the trenches with them and live so many memories. We all had the mission to open the door and to keep the door open and to make sure that we created a pipeline. I like what you just said, to open the door and keep the door open. Because after the first season, you really didn't know what was going to mm-hmm. happen to you. Mm-hmm. But at least the people who worked on our show would have experience, which is like the excuse that Hollywood always gives for why they don't hire people of color and black people specifically. It's just, mm-hmm. ah, have they worked on anything? Have they been in a writer's room? And, you know, at least they could say, we worked on one season of an HBO show and possibly get another job. But we were fortunate enough to get five seasons and watch people grow. I- Talking about the show Insecure ran five seasons on HBO, spanned from the adventures of an awkward black girl and Issa Rae and being able to create create opportunities like Nelson was just alluding to, but not just creating on screen, creating lifetime commitments, meaning we can do production, we can do grip, sound and uh, have black interns and move along the journey. And like she said, Nelson, keeping the door wide, wide open. My question about that. Where does that come from, Nelson, where this individual who struggled in her own room in a beat up car back in the day, 10 years ago, to create the, the adventures of the awkward black girl when nobody really saw her? Where, where does that come from that somebody just says, you know what, I want to give everybody a, lie, a leg up. I want to change the narrative in Hollywood. Your thoughts. OK, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I think history has shown that. Um, I think that she saw that there was a need and a need for probably someone who either have seen other black women, talented black women get told, no, get the door closed. Um, do not even probably get in the door, have opportunities taken from them. Um, it always works when you, when you kind of like grow from within. I think everybody's always trying to see, well, fight the outside forces. And when you try and build up internally, then you're able to always know that you are at least doing your best to show that there are people out there who want to see people like you succeed. Um, and that's on every level. Um, and I think that there, there's just a kind of like known camaraderie, especially probably within certain pockets of Black Hollywood who want to see other people succeed. Um, and it, it comes from a, a, a long line of those who have stated the difficulty of not only getting in the room, but getting in the door. And so it's like when one person can do it, then I want to help as many people as I can, because there's so many talented people who are wanting to tell these amazing stories and provide their experiences. And in order for, you know, quote unquote diversity to happen, there has to be opportunities for diversity to be taken place. Um and, you know, to, to be able to write authentically and show shows authentically and show the characters authentically, you have to provide opportunities to those people who have authentic voices. Um and I think that's just where a lot of that comes from because you can't have a show like Insecure without having authentic voices telling the stories of those characters. Yeah, oftentimes, like back in the day, especially if you are older than me, you have seen so many people play roles that they're not qualified for. White women playing black roles. And they were just talking about the uh, movie that just came out, West Side Story, back in the day, uh, where they darkened all the characters' skin because they were trying to find uh, people of different races but they didn't want to put people of different races in the in the movie and try to make it look more diverse than it really was and that just happened all the time in in Hollywood so it's so good to see actual black characters who have actual black experiences living the true black life um and and being able to see ourselves me you and the world I know black twitter has, has shown a lot of support that these these people have able to see themselves in a different light where we're just not this one dimensional person you know sometimes we'll just see us and yeah they'll maybe give us a lawyer character on some NBC show at night with one line but they can show that we you know we have issues we struggle with love we struggle with this we, we struggle with different situations and I know for a long time in television I didn't I didn't see anything I only seen one type of character I didn't see any young gay black people struggling with something and, and there any representation of gay black love or any dark women um, being successful it was always this one type of character over and over and over again and I think we still struggle with that, Nelson, to, to see that. So I think she has certainly made a, a conscious effort to change Hollywood, to change our mindset, to 
see that women can be in charge, be in control. Um, and I, and like one of the tweets, I think somebody tweeted out, uh, what was his name? Penny <clears throat> tweeted out that, you know, um, love, uh, is a choice. We, we get an opportunity to decide on who we want to love and how we want to love. Oh, correct. What I do want to say, um, that Daryl Stevens and the creators of Noah's art do go absent in the conversation of uh, prominent TV shows that do portray different, you know, facets of black life. So I do want to just put that out there and say that that's not forgotten because people love to talk about, you know, there's girlfriends, the Cosby show, um, there's shows on, on BET, um, the game could be one of those shows, um, uh, um, Lena Waits, um, 20s or Boomerang. But I do want to highlight that show, Noah's Ark in particular, because that was a head of its time type of production and that it shouldn't be erased from the conversation of, you know, prominent black TV shows that portrayed black life authentically and realistically. But yes, to your point, that was the showrunner, uh, Princess Penny's tweet that said he wanted to show, they wanted to end this series by saying Issa choosing love and choosing who to love only has to make sense to her. That choice is for her and that is what's going to make her happy. And I think we all can agree to that because we don't want to make decisions like that based off of how other people are going to feel because it will only be you in that situation and you will have to answer for your decision. Um, and so I did enjoy that because not ma- many people, probably even me included, didn't agree with the decision she made, but I enjoyed that it was rooted in her journey to become more secure with her being who she is. And when she finds that security, then she's able to freely liberate herself and all of these other aspects of her life. Absolutely. Um, what Nelson was referring to Noah's Ark, um, the American television drama, it ran two years from October 19th to 2000, uh, actually 2005 to 2006 of October Uh, And it followed the lives of four uh, gay black men and uh, relationships from being professional. And Noah, you might remember, was this writer and hopeless romantic. So go check it out. It is available actually on DVD. It was one of the first uh, shows that aired on Logo back in the day when Logo was kind of trying to become a thing. Um, But it was starring Daryl Stevens uh, and Rodney Chester. So that's what he's referring to because I know some of these people are like, wait a minute, Noah's Ark, what are you you talking about? Yeah, it was a show, think of it as the gay black sex in the city or or Harlem that you would know now following four lives. But it was a gay black male drama um, or situation comedy romantic comedy some people describe it as so shout out to them and thank you for mentioning that because that shouldn't go lost and speaking of things like that in in television it's a very complex thing nelson and i won't get too crazy in it because it is complex of you know the the making of black television and how it should look and one example i can think of is listening to another podcast talking about the the cosby show and how they want it to be represented and and they made a conscious effort bill cosby and his team that they didn't want to talk about racism but they wanted to show black art they 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 didn't want it to uh black to dive too deep into negative stereotypes. So they wanted to have this lawyer um, and Dr. Huxtable navigating life and raising black children and only highlighting that. 
I think, you know, that is a nicety, but I think you, that is a missed opportunity, especially um, in the early 90s, late 80s, that should have been highlighted. You know, the, the 90s um, started off with the beatings of Rodney King um, back in 92 when I was in middle school. I think things like that is okay to talk about, but I do understand as many black executives or writers back then try to talk about some of those things, they wouldn't give them the green light on. Um, so, you know, people were shut out or shut up. So... Um, I, I think you have to tread a fine line like Issa Rae talked about in an interview. Um, I told him all my demands and they gave it a green light and she was shocked. She said she could not believe um, and maybe even not really prepared, but kind of prepared because she knew what she wanted to do, but she didn't believe she can get it. So kudos and shout out to her, Nelson, for being able to break through those barriers of Hollywood and really show um what she wanted to do, really show us and so we can see herself. Um, here's more about what she had to say about life and opportunity and creating shows. Seeing that it's called Awkward Black Girl, because I sit here looking at you and I think, ain't nothing awkward about you, Issa Rae. It's, you're, you don't, I, you can I say, you don't know it. me, Gail. <laughs> yeah. You don't know my life, Gail. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it is, it's, it's just within me. Like, it will never go anywhere like, I've always related to just feeling uncomfortable and out of place. Do you still feel that way? Yes. How can you feel that way after all the things that you've accomplished and all that you said, you know, I feel comfortable, I feel I'm just getting started, but there's still a part of you that feels that too? I wish I could explain. I think that's something for my therapist to unpack, honestly. I guess you didn't hear me the first time. You starred in three oh my movies. Gosh, don't do this. You've been on the cover of Vanity Fair, Rolling Stone. You've just signed a big deal with Warner, and you said there's still a part of you that feels. You Talk know, to me in five years again, and if I feel this way, shoot me. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Please do. So, Nelson, it brings me to my point. She signed this nine-figure deal with Warner Brothers, five to six, seven, ten years. They'll probably give her whatever she wants at this point. What, in your, what do you think we'll see from her? We know, we're going to talk a little bit about this, because you know she started this music company, this music label, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But where do you see her in television? What is she doing next? Jeez, um, <laughs> I'm not sure what she does next, but I definitely think we can kind of guarantee that it will be rooted in the same manner and influence as insecure um i don't think that she is much to steer off of that particular um vision of i think she wants to continue to promote from within her own community i think she wants to continue to highlight from within her own community um I think that I think there's this new show called Rap Shit that she is either executive producing, um, writing for, that is in production right now for HBO. So I think that she is going to continue to write narratives that are centered in the Black human experience. Um, and I think she thinks that's most important because she does not want to, um, at least from what I've seen and from what I've heard from her, is that she does not want to, you know, continue to take the either side character or the comedic relief character, but just show that the struggle is real for human beings. And Black is just as human as anything, so there is struggle in that reality. And I think that's what she tries to portray on screen as much as possible because it is all too relatable. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that show is rap shit. Um, she actually just uh, completed filming it, the new series um, in which uh, she does not appear on camera, Nelson, and has two members of the hip-hop duo uh, City Girls um, as executive uh, producers. So it's a type of indie music uh, world uh, of them trying to become stars and navigating through that. So it is, uh, you know, good to see her. Uh, making every attempt to continue the journey, creating stuff, because I think I was so caught up in just what she was doing on that show, but now I'm excited to see what she does next, because now I know what she's capable of, but I was just like, do I really want to see anything from her, and I actually, I I do, because I was so just, I don't know, I was just so caught up in that show, and I wanted another two or three um, years of that, but like she said, she said unless somebody else write it, it won't happen. And I know I get selfish in shows I fall in love with, but now I guess it's time for us to open the door and open our eyes, Nelson, and see what else she's going to create because that will give a lot more opportunity and expand our horizons on what she's capable of. So I am so excited, Nelson, to see what she does next. So speaking of next for her, Nelson, um, I know we had questions about the birthdays, right? I don't want to lose that. I know we didn't get to that. So let me get to that before we get to her music world and her experience. But um, she said, I thought about my own life and my own friendships and how hard it is to get older and get together. So birthdays being a staple in almost every genre or generation of life, um, for us, it is uh, making sure that no matter the, the, the circumstance, we're still going to celebrate life and stay in touch um, and getting older um, and celebrate those experiences of getting older. So that's why she wanted to make sure everybody was able to grow by celebrating everybody's birthday. And in fact, I think, hell, she got three birthdays. The show ended with her birthday, right? Um, I think it did something like that. I know she celebrated at least two from my memory. Um, but I do agree with that. I like that the concept was to round out the show from the first episode when Lawrence forgot her birthday um, in the pilot episode. And um, Molly and Issa, Molly took her out and she came home and they got into this argument about why he was such a trash boyfriend to them showing that he is preparing to take her out and has prepared this homemade cake with his son and they both both like they both chronalize the idea of both time and friendship the way we celebrate birthdays is obviously you know we're celebrating another year so this time is going by so you're able to see the growth within people and watching them grow and and mature and, you know, get into a relationship and, and, and kind of find out what they really, really want out of life was also nice on top of them seeing each other and knowing that out of, you know, every friend group, one of the fundamental points that every friend group wants to celebrate is each other's birthdays. And so getting together and celebrating and having this harmonious occasion um, was also a good way of showing that they are maintaining those um, friendships and those connections throughout um, whatever is to be past the final episode. Yeah, that, that is a, a certainly an important journey. Before we get out of here, though, um, Nelson, so you might know, or some may know or don't know, that she is also entering the uh, music world. 
Um, she's entering the uh, music business by um, working with uh, several dip- different pipe, uh, type of people. Uh, but quoted by Issa Rae, she said, I thought Hollywood was crazy, um, but the music industry has uh, needed to be st- needs to start all over again. There are a lot of conflicts of interest. There are a lot of mental illness, a lot of uh, villains, a lot of criminals and people I'm just not interested in working with. She said it was something shocking to discover and very disappointing. Um, I'm not quite sure she she was talking about, but I do believe that some people believe that it is easier if I've been in this side of the fence now saying I can jump over here because for namesake, I can do this. But I think a lot of people have to understand um, the music industry has never been right from people paying for play, which is illegal to get artists on the radio, which still happens today. Um, people don't even want to talk to you um, if you're not connected to this type of person. People don't always respect independent labels like something she's trying to create. Um, so starting her journey in the music business and having her to be able to speak about speak out about it is not something that everybody is giving the opportunity because they're starting out a career. She also quoted that she feels sorry for people who have to suffer through that journey. She understands her place in entertainment, but she doesn't quite understand um, music, the music industry. And that's unfortunate, Nelson. Um, It is unfortunate. Um, I think she was probably spot on with the the description. Um, Definitely the industry has a lot of progress to be made. Um, and I don't think she said anything that was not true for a lot of people, probably more specifically a lot of um, black women who try to break into the business. She's probably had issues with being pigeonholed in certain areas of the industry. Um, I'm sure she is trying to break in more underground, um, more no-name artists, um, artists from, you know, L.A., from South L.A., Compton, um, And I think that that is going to provide another level of difficulty or challenge for her because already there's a preconceived notion of the artist. I'm sure she is trying to break through. Um, And uh, I mean, history has spoken to this several times. We can talk about, you know, TLC. We can talk about Black Crown Records. We can talk about uh, issues with um, streaming now. We can talk about so many things that have happened to so many artists in the industry that I'm sure they've not told us there can be an unsung done just on fuck assery for, you know, a certain decade in the music industry. So I think, um, she is seeing something that, like she said, Hollywood is probably set differently due to the, you know, structure and protocol set up for certain things, um, more specifically her experience with HBO, but her trying to break into the entire industry of music i'm sure is going to be something that she wasn't prepared for that type of stuff just probably hits you in your face like it does most artists yeah that's unfortunate though it's unfortunate that because i do believe that people that put in the work for namesake sometimes um should be given the upper hand should be given the advantage because i believe that does sell stuff but it is unfortunate that there's still not a lot of support for you know african-american women but african-americans in general still to this day i know Many times we are blinded by, we see the Jay-Z's, the Drake's who are doing very well, but you do know that is not common. With the billions of people on this planet and the millions of people who make attempt every year to get in the music industry versus the people who actually make it versus the actual executives, people who actually own their masters, meaning they own their own music and the masters to it, is minute. 
the, the, the face of most of the companies where your favorite artist is performing on is owned by a white male. Let's not get it twisted. The Jay-Z story, Drake and Kanye are the exception to the rule. Those are the one-offs. Let's not be blinded by that because I know somebody would come back and like, well, look at Jay-Z and, and all these people. That is a very small portion that makes up the industry of music entertainment. And even a smaller part who are rewarded in the Grammy field and other awards, American and billboards. So let's let's not um, be fake or phony about the, about this. People just don't speak on it like like Issa has done, and she's been real one hundred since the beginning of her career about how it works and 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 the opportunity or the lack thereof of lack of opportunity of getting deals done in Hollywood, making movies in Hollywood. She is finally in a good place, but you got to remember she's been at this thing for ten plus years, and now she's trying to enter this new genre, Nelson. Where she once again will have to be transparent and kick the door wide open because it's a male-dominated, uh, white male-dominated field, especially if you want to be a creator, which is what she's really struggling with, which was what the interview was based around, of being a content creator versus just an act, the, the, the puppet who is pulled by some strings because of those who don't know, that is pretty much Hollywood. That is pretty much Hollywood. You are a puppet. Even the ones you see on TV are not in control uh, of their lives in Hollywood. So I just wanted to, you know, make that clear of why she said that. Because some people are like, oh, well, she's doing very well. But people want to own shit. People want to create. People just don't want to be puppets. That is nice for some people. They just want to be actors. They want to get that commercial and sell toothpaste. But some people want to create the narrative and the journey and open the door. Um, well, I also think that her foray into music is also very brand new within its infancy as far as her trying to do what she's trying to do. So I think comparing her situation to like a Jay-Z or a Drake or um, whomever have been in the industry for as long as they have for, you know, the 30 plus years that one of them has and uh, 15, 10 to 15 plus for the other is I think just a little is a little different in having that comparison. But also those two, Jay Z Drake and, and, and many of the other names people are willing to throw out have have also spoken on the difficulties and challenges it has been to be in the music industry, to 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 make the kind of music they do, to present the image that they do. Um, it is very hard mm. to do what they were doing. So it wasn't like they were just handed opportunities either. Um, so I don't know if those retort would be um grounded in realism simply because we see them you see them as successful now but that's only because you're watching you know the fruits of labor that have happened over the course of time which would also in turn show that there was probably struggle in that time i don't think none of the the opportunities were handed out to any of those people so she's speaking from i think a place that they were at a certain point Mm. um so I just think there has to be a little bit of um, a little bit of realism we find in both of those statements or in both of those comparisons because I think that they both experience the same thing. Mm-hmm. Finally, before we get out of here, your final thoughts, Nelson? Were you were you over overly satisfied? Not just with the last episode, but from start to finish. Your your thoughts. I know you talked a little bit of how it impacted you personally, but what's your final takeaway of the entire portfolio of Insecure? Um, my final thoughts are that I think they did a wonderful job with wrapping the story up with placing the characters where they were 
um, and giving us a positive outlook on their futures. It's kind of like we see everyone is getting what they wanted um, or at least are being are finding joy in the moment that they have now. They're choosing the happiness. Everything is going to be okay because that's what we are desiring in that moment. I don't know if they're, you know, seeking for the the euphoric overall nirvana, but they're searching and gradually accepting the happiness that has come to them through the work that they put in over the five seasons. And I think that was the most rewarding part of it. Um, I am very grateful and overjoyed and satisfied with the way it ended. Um, I think it is a it is a, a stellar program. It is you know monumental storytelling. I think that she and Princess and Melina and the cast have done an exceptional job with the work that was presented and with the opportunity and stories that they were given. Um, it's I'm a fan. So I, I almost don't have anything more to to add to that because it would just be me standing at that point. And I think I've done quite enough of that over the five years. But I, I, I'm a fan. I think they did a wonderful job. Hats off. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well said. Listen, Insecure, the final season was about legacy. The, the show will uh, have a, leave a long-lasting impact on America and black folks in general. I would also make Hollywood and the powers that be understand that we are not to be played with. Issa Rae's HBO show might be ending, but the work she started obviously has just begun. And it was open doors and open doors wide, as she said. She's going to bust them down. Insecure has a solid place in TV history. Following the show, Wanda Sykes 2000 premiere of Wanda at Large on Fox. Insecure, which was co-created by Larry Wilmore, is also and only the second show created and starring a black woman, like I said before. The, The friendship at the center was significant. We rarely get to see, Nelson, two dark-skinned women lead the way on American television, let alone highlight black love. And not just a love of a man, but a love of a true friendship unconditionally. We will always have shows like Being Mary Jane, Girlfriend, Living Single, that capture elements elements of these experiences. Uh, The characters were so often fully formed that... It is groundbreaking for us, Nelson, to be able to see and be able to get the experiences of the true black experience like we talked about before. I am just truly delighted to see groundbreaking performances and things continue to happen in Hollywood. I am so glad that people like her are not complacent uh, in the fact that, you know, uh, well, I'm up, I'm up, have an opportunity. I'm starring on the show, but they don't they don't get lost in the art form of content creating. And I'm, I'm glad that we have people like her. And I know that there, Nelson, people who want to be in her, inspire to be like her. And all I can say is don't give up. I think people like you are profoundly different than those who just want to be in front of the camera. But people like you, Nelson, I want to encourage you to continue at it in your journey, whatever that may be. I am just so glad I know you. I'm so glad that we got to share this journey together because many people don't know we've been knowing each other for the entire span of Insecure. We moved out to L.A. We got to touch the soil where many of those groundbreaking performances were performed. We got to go to those apartment complex and be on the same dirty soil as Issa Rae. So, Nelson, I am truly 
delighted again. I, I am so overjoyed that we got to experience this together, and I'm excited for what is to come. With that, Nelson, happy new year to you. Happy holidays to you and your family and everybody listening abroad. Watch what happens next in 2022 for Issa, for Nelson, and myself. On behalf of all of us at Kings of the Village, I hope you have the best new year ever. And no matter where you are in this world, you too can be a king of your village.